When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Monday, August 22nd. This is your host, Eric Steven, uh, back at you after uh, a weekend uh, series against the Marlins. Uh, But the main story came on Saturday uh, after 475 days away, filled uh, with long hours of recovery and rehab after Tommy John surgery. Uh, Dustin May was back on a major league mound, and he was electric. Um, He struggled in his first inning, as one, you know, might expect. Again, first major league game in over 15 and a half months. He allowed a single. He walked two with two outs. and But he got out of it with a strikeout and then uh, sort of shouted into his glove. Uh, I guess out, out of his glove, not into his glove. But uh, he's he's someone who shows a lot of emotion on the mound. And he's just a, a big ball of energy. And, he, you know, the way he sort of moves around out there. And it's pretty infectious. But uh, it, he was sort of exulting uh, that he got out of that inning. It was 26 pitches, though. And you're like, okay, like, he's sort of. You don't, nobody really knows what to expect in the first game back. And you're like, okay, maybe he's going to have a little trouble. But then uh, he, he didn't really allow anything. Um, the Marlins just were flummoxed by him. Uh, May, including that strikeout, retired his final 13 batters faced. Uh, only two balls were hit to the outfield. Uh, there was a ground ball single to start the game in the first inning. And then a harmless uh, fifth inning flyout to Cody Bellinger in center field. Uh, May only needed 45 pitches to get through those four, I believe. Dave Roberts, I can't remember if he said either 70 pitches or 75 as a rough estimate and, you know, five innings for May. And he got through five innings and 71 pitches. So um, five scoreless innings, nine strikeouts. Um, You know, it's not fair to, like, extrapolate based on one start because literally he's just had the one start. Uh, but it was definitely worth getting excited over. He he looked as good as ever. Like we talked about this before, where you know he sort of offset the the negative vibes of in like in the same week last week when you know it was sort of learned exactly that that May would start on Saturday. Pretty much within a, a day or two, that's when the news of Walker Bueller's uh, surgery, which is uh, tomorrow now. That's going to end his season. So that was a huge bummer. But then, like, May coming back was sort of the, the um, you know, the the flip side of that, where it was it was a piece of good news and sort of a, a salve, uh, if you will, uh, for that. Um, but, 
yeah, he, you know, he was, his stuff's so good, like Dustin May, and it's just like, it's one of those, if he ever puts it all together, like, he's going to be great, and, you know, again, only five innings, but, um, so, Baseball Savant has a stat, uh, it's a CSW um, percentage, it's called strikes and whiffs uh, divided by innings pitch, so, he had 13 swinging strikes, 16 called strikes, and 71 pitches. So good numbers on that are like in the 30s usually. Um, you're doing really well if you're in the 40s, like dominant. And Dustin May was just over 40%. Only two other Dodgers starts this year have been uh, over 40%. And that was uh, Clayton Kershaw's seven perfect innings in Minnesota in April. And then Tony Gonsolin in July pitched into the eighth and uh, shut down the Padres. So, yeah, like, it was just, no matter how you slice it, it was a dominant start by May. And, you know, the the good news is there's, like, um, there's time to figure out what his role in October is going to be. Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself because we still have over six weeks left in the season. But, you know, you look back, like, 2020 was his first year in the majors as, like, a starter. Um and he did really well. But then in the postseason, they're like, we're going to use him as a short burst guy instead of starting. And then, you know, he, he's, he had mixed results. He, he was effective at times, though. He ended up pitching in seven of 18 postseason games that year. The argument was, do you start May, you know, every four or five games, you know, depending on off days and stuff? There weren't off days that season, so it was really going to be one every five games. Or, like, two or three times in a series so like so that was sort of what what the the logic was behind that um and we just we just don't know what's going to happen this year because um you know it all depends on which arms are healthy which arms are doing well but like dustin may has the like the stuff to to like you know, lock himself in as a starter in the playoffs but you know again there's going to be competition and that's that's sort of part of it but there's still six weeks left in the regular season, plus those three extra days uh, at the end. Um, May could make a case for starting. Uh, who knows? But it's gonna. Ha- we'll, we'll figure it out over the next six weeks. But the beauty of it is nobody has to decide right now. Um, Dave Roberts said as much uh, after the game Saturday when he was asked about what this start means for Dustin May going forward. This is uh, Dave Roberts from Sportsnet LA. It is, it is, um, and, and that's something that we, as an organization, sort of really try to map out, and you've got to give a lot of credit to uh, the rehab guys uh, in Arizona, that the doctors that, that got him back, because to get a guy back from Tommy John, it takes a whole uh, army, and uh, those guys did a fantastic job, so I know those guys are holding their breath, they're really excited for tonight, but yeah, to have... You know, you can look at six, seven, eight starts, something like that, to, to get them into the groove to, as we look out to that point, um, we'll have a lot more information. And aside from Dustin May, uh, there's a few more pitchers that are also on their way back from injury and who f- uh, factor into October plans. We'll talk about them after the break. There are some more um, Dodgers pitchers besides Dustin May uh, coming back from injuries uh, I would say at least three of them at least are the most ready uh, and who uh, definitely factor into the postseason. The first of those, the most immediate, is Bruce Dargraderall, who's expected to be activated later today. He's missed the last six weeks with shoulder inflammation, uh, 35 games uh, since he last pitched. Uh, 
Um, he pitched in four rehab games for Oklahoma City. He was uh, at the ballpark uh, at Dodger Stadium Sunday, sort of, uh, I guess, taxiing in a way, just sort of waiting to get activated, and that's supposed to happen later today. Now the Dodgers will need to make a corresponding move for that, and it's expected to be, uh, I mean, no one's said anything because they never really say this until after the fact, but uh, Ryan Pepio is a very likely option. Uh, he was the the sixth starter at the moment. Uh, once Dustin May inserted back into, into rotation, the Dodgers had six starts, six starters, excuse me, and uh, they put Pepio Sunday to give uh, Julio, Julio Urias an extra day of rest, and it, it sort of helped give the whole staff an extra day of rest. They have a, a stretch of, I think it's, it was either 18 or 20 straight uh, day games, or games with a day, <laughs> days with a game, excuse me, uh, that, that go through Wednesday. So they were trying to sort of uh, give the staff a little bit of a break there. Um, they went with six starters this one time through to give the folks extra rest. Pepio, uh, to his credit, was very sharp uh, Sunday. It was his birthday, and it was also his best major league start to date. Um, he went six innings, struck out seven. Both of those are career highs. He's started seven times so far in the majors this year. Um, he had a rough start in the first a little bit, but then he got out of it unscathed because Joey Gallo uh, threw out a runner at, uh, from left field at home uh, in the first inning, and Gallo also reached base uh, three times he hit. Possibly the highest triple I've ever seen at Dodger Stadium. It was like, I think it, I think it brought down rain. Uh, it was hit so high, uh, but then uh, ended up a triple. Um, Pepio only allowed a two-run homer to Lewin Diaz uh, in uh, I forget which inning that was, but he only walked two, which is the most important thing because he has the um, among starters. I believe I think if you he's only pitched thirty-one innings in the majors, so if you sort of go through. Um, all pitchers with 30 innings. I think it was like, I think there's 480 of them. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, he has the fifth highest walk rate among that group. I believe it's highest among starters. So very high walk rate uh, so far. That's sort of his bugaboo. Great stuff. No real command just yet, but only walking two was a big step forward. Um, the Dodgers <laughs> kind of had their way with the Marlins over the weekend. Uh, the pitching staff as a whole was great. Uh, they only they held uh, Miami to four runs in three games. Three of those came Sunday. Um, uh, they bludgeoned Cy Young favorite Sandy Alcantara on on Sunday. They scored six runs off him. They scored at least once in every inning. They knocked him out in the fourth. Um, Alcantara, who has like like he had like a fifty inning lead on Tony Gonsolin, I think entering Sunday. He led the uh, the majors in innings and the NL and ERA. He was at one ninety two. Entering Sunday, but after the Dodgers got through with them, it went up to 219, which is still excellent. Um, but then it, what it means is uh, Tony Gonsolin, who's sitting at 212, is now leading the National League again in, in earned run average. So the Dodgers not only uh, supported Pepio in Sunday's game, they supported Gonsolin in the, any sort of Cy Young battle. I still think it's it's like a contrast to lose, but uh, yeah, you, you never know. Like at the very least, uh, putting Gonsolin back in the lead in ERA is, is something. So that's pretty cool for him. Um, back to Pepio for a moment, though. Another reason why, why they might option him, they have an off day coming Thursday this week, so they don't need six starters to create an extra day of rest. That'll happen with the off day. And uh, Clayton Kershaw is relatively close to returning. Uh, Dave Roberts uh, sort of said this, sort of laid out the plan on Sunday. Uh, Kershaw threw a bullpen session last week. I can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday. 
He's supposed to throw another one early this week, possibly today or tomorrow. And then after that, you know, within a few days, maybe by by the weekend, comes a simulated game where he faces, you know, some Dodger hitters for three or four innings. And that's, um, again, coming up later this week, possibly over the weekend. And then after that, Robert said, like, Kershaw could be activated. They don't plan on sending him on a rehab assignment. Obviously, you know, there's, you know, three steps there to get, I guess, or two steps, who knows, to get Kershaw back. But he's, you know, relatively close. He, he's... He last pitched on August 4th, so I think that's that's why they are not that um, – they don't really think they need necessarily a rehab assignment. They've done this before a few times with other pitchers, Kershaw included. But, you know, August 4th, he's missed two and a half weeks roughly uh, now. So it's not so bad, as, you know, as like, you know, had Bueller come back in September, he would have been three, three and a half months missed, would have needed more time to build up. Kershaw maybe not as much. But that puts Kershaw like roughly in line to, to return around September 1st, and that's when active rosters expand. But, you know, before you get excited about like um, rosters going up, it's not like the old days when it went from 25 or 26 to 40 on the active roster where you have like, uh, you know, a billion extra lockers, uh, temporary lockers in the clubhouse or anything like that. The new rules, 26-man um, rosters are normal. Uh, in September, it goes up to 28, so you really only add two players, and there's a max of 14 pitchers. So they're going to add one position player, one pitcher. So uh, before we get to the pitchers for a moment, uh, a sort of um, casualty of where the Dodgers are at roster-wise right now is Edwin Rios. We talked about this last week. His um, rehab assignment reached the 20-day mark, which is the maximum allowed uh, per MLB rules, and then once... Once he was done with that, they had to activate him from the 60-day injury list. And then they did so, but then optioned him to the minors. So I would imagine Rios is the one position player that comes up on September 1st. But that's, you know, uh, what, 10 days from now or 9 days from now, I guess. I don't know, 10. It's 10. Um, so, yeah, he, he might have to wait a little bit. Uh, but then to, for the pitchers, they're going to have some choices to make. So, you know, in addition to Kershaw, depending on when his exact date is, uh, Blake Trinan is also out there. He's been out since April with um, shoulder soreness. Now, he said, I think this is like almost a month ago now. Maybe it's a few weeks back. Uh, he's been fully healthy. It's just a matter of him sort of building up. And he's been doing that. I believe Sunday was his third game with Oklahoma City. He struck out three uh, in, uh, in a scoreless inning in this one. Um, Roberts sort of didn't have the exact pitching schedule, but he said Sunday that uh, Trinan is uh, scheduled to be activated on September 2nd, which is a weirdly specific date, considering it's not September 1st, which is weird. But then if you look at it, the Dodgers are on the road. Um, September 1st is the last it's getaway day in New York playing the Mets. Um, so I think the, the theory was, don't want to have him just go there for one game and then fly back. So it's probably just easier to have him sort of at the ready once they get back home. The Dodgers start a homestand against the Padres uh, that weekend on September 2nd. So that's that's probably the thinking. Now, again, I didn't get full explanation on this, so I'm speculating here. But that's probably why. But anyway, it also puts a little bit more of a, a schedule on what's happening. So he, he's looked pretty good. Like, his velocity was down his last time out, but again, that's part of just him building up. So they think he's going to be ready uh, within the next, uh, you know, uh, I guess, what, 11 days for him. 
so there's six weeks left in the season. Um, so it's not like we're etching October plans in stone. And so, but it's getting more tangible that the Dodgers have some like pretty impressive, like extra weapons at their disposal, uh, within the next two weeks. So some, some interesting decisions. These are the good kind of decisions instead of, instead of like who we call up to replace, uh, an injured Clayton Kershaw at the last second before the postseason, or who do we, how do we account for the loss of Max Muncy on the final day of the season? That kind of thing. As of now, like they, they um, you know, have a lot of options. They're about to get some more options. Now, Dustin May is a huge part of that. And if he keeps pitching anywhere close to like he did on Saturday, he's going to figure prominently in the Dodgers postseason plans. And yeah, like I said, it's hard not to get excited after watching him. It was so good. It, it was it was a it was a great performance. Um, we'll see what that means uh, come October. But like I said, there's plenty of time uh, to decide that. But that's our uh, show that's leading off for Monday. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. The Brewers are in town uh, for three games starting tonight at Dodger Stadium as the Dodgers start uh, week two of the Brewers-Marlins portion of the schedule. A very weird stretch where they only play the Brewers and Marlins for uh, 14 games. Uh, it's the only time they play them this year. But that's where they're at right now, and um, that's pretty much it. But thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>